Hey guys, welcome back. It's Chris Bircher, and this is Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom, and this is the last installment in my Curiosity interview series, and wah wah, it's just me. (laughs) So it's not really an interview, but I did want to take some time to reflect on what I've learned and maybe what, you know, to summarize and recap the investigation into curiosity. Number one, I think uh, I could talk to everybody about this, uh, about what is curiosity and what it means to their lives. And it's been fascinating hearing from different people from all walks of life and meeting new people and forging new relationships. And it's been great. It's been a, a cool thing to do. And I really enjoy the interview process. And I may come back in later with another set of interviews. And I have a new set of questions that I am curious about and want to ask people. Uh, and I, you know, I just want to, um, you know, my podcast isn't, it's curiosity is an element, but it isn't about finding out what people think. I think, um, it's funny, you know, you, you follow your passion and you're curious about something and you get some information and that passion is fed. And so it starts to diminish and maybe some things in your life, like me, I played mandolin 30 years. Maybe your passion maintains through time at a pretty high level, or maybe you actually, you know, scratch the itch, so to speak, and you feed your curiosity with some information and then it becomes satisfied and you move on to the next thing. So you don't have to stay on the same path or the same track your whole life, right? I'm not saying I've lost interest in curiosity. It's still an important thing. But I think it's appropriate now to to recap what we've seen and uh, share a little bit about what I've learned and uh, just to sort of close out the curiosity interview series by sharing a little bit about what I think. Now, obviously, curiosity is an important element of knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. The search for knowledge is related to a curiosity. Um, Passion and curiosity are sort of inherently linked. Curiosity to me implies that I want something, I need something. There's an urge, and the intensity of this urge can be related to something that you know the need thing is passion. I I, I enjoy, I want, you know, it's this this push forward to pursue information. And uh, one thing I've learned for me personally is that curiosity isn't necessarily about the answer. It's about the learning. You know, I want to know more. I don't want to know it. Uh, And so I want to get on this path and absorb and become more educated about something. And and that new information feeds into the curiosity and leads in new directions. And it's just sort of, you know, it's sort of like an organic growth of a tree or something in some indetermined direction and magnitude. It's it's life eternal, right? I mean, let's just go ahead and we'll, I, I found myself right there wanting to reference one of the interviewees. And so I'm just going to go through the list and we'll talk about each one of them uh, a little bit at a time. Um, so the first interview was with my buddy, Paul Godola, who we were just sort of beginning our relationship uh, because we we're both curious about similar things. And Paul's currently writing a book that's going to summarize kind of one of his main ideas that he talked about uh, that he introduced that he got from the Tao of Pooh is that it's all the same. And he's very interested in taking sort of the fundamental principles and tenets of living of the Bible, of Christianity, of religion, of, of Buddhism, of these different ways of living and sort of looking at how they're similar and coming up with ways... <laughs> Um, narrowing them down to the most fundamental and basic tenets. 
and, and, and he's doing that right now with a book, and I've been privileged to be able to read uh, some parts of it, and it's just going to be outstanding, and I'll be sure and share that with you when it's completed. And uh, his uh, his one of the take-home messages, so I went through all these, and I, and I took a take-home message for me that I thought was important in general, and then one about curiosity. And Paul's sort of in general take-home message was to be authentic. And I think he talked about, you know, if he's sad and somebody asks him how he is, then he's going to show them that he's sad because that's who he is. And, and, and he doesn't know any other way to live, which is one of the most fascinating things about him and why I'm compelled to want to know him is that he lives an authentic life. And I think that's a lesson that we could all learn is to try to release the masks and focus on who we really are and, and be that person as much as we can and live with, as Paul says, with integrity. With respect to uh, curiosity, um, he mentioned the idea that we're always learning and we're always, you know, moving along a path of growing our minds. And it is curiosity about life in general that keeps us on that path. Um, and then that's a couple other things he said about that. I unfortunately can't read my notes. <laughs> and then my second interview with, uh, but so Paul was a wonderful experience. And I think you get from him that he is just a curious person. And uh, it's pretty cool that he happens to be curious about the universal um, purpose of, and we'll just call it religion or belief systems. And I'm glad he's doing the work to help us understand those things better. And Mandy Napier uh, was uh, my second interview, who I ended up uh, taking some coaching classes with for a few months, which was incredibly beneficial. And you can actually see my testimonial on her uh, website of Mindset for Success. And her sort of take-home message, and one of the things that I learned from her is that you can boil a lot of life down into energy. And the things that we don't think about have energy and it's the energy of the world that we don't perceive on a daily basis that we can connect with and sort of increase our capacity to understand ourselves in the world. And one of the things that she talked about is that words themselves have energy. And a word like curiosity operates at a very high level energy because it is a motivator and it is a, it is a driver and uh, it's something that we can, uh, that by maintaining the concept of curiosity, uh, we are in a higher energy world that's going to create can has the power, the capacity to create positive change and positive things in our lives. Third interview was DJ Doran, um, a uh, you know a multimedia publicist, a pilot, a former live aboard sailor, um, former military, just a wonderful human being. And if I've heard this a, a million times, it, it's not an uh, overstatement. And one of the things that DJ said. And for me, and I hope you got the same thing, is to you have to love yourself first. And it's just so fundamentally true. Uh, and I appreciate him sharing that with us and sort of letting us hear that again, and maybe from a voice that will help it resonate with you the way that it did with me. And um, well, the thing that he said about curiosity is that essentially for him that learning is living. And if you're not le learning, then you're really not moving forward in life and you're just sort of stagnating. And that curiosity um, required a state of open-mindedness. And so for a person to be curious meant that they were open to the answers to the question and not guiding them. And I thought that was pretty cool uh, to, to, to suggest that maintaining a curious mind and a, a sense of curiosity required 
that you maintain an open-mindedness, which I think in general is important, um, not just in trying to understand things. And then um, fourth interview was David McCraney, the host of You Are Not That Smart. And as I understand, a not-so-secret uh, show that might be coming out on maybe Netflix or something like that. Um, that sounds pretty incredible. And one of the things that the take message from me for David was that he's never been bored. And uh, it's cool to sort of understand where the endpoints of the continuum are, like, you know, the strongest or the weakest or the fastest. And, and David, to me, epitomizes the sort of the, the, the maximum endpoint of someone who is just super curious to the point where he's never been bored. He said he understands what boredom is, but he does not show that he's ever actually felt it. And he, and he sort of epitomizes someone who uh, is just eternally curious. And uh, for him, uh, he just thought that, um, you know, curiosity is what allows us to connect with the beautiful, uh, with beauty and with the infinite possibilities of the world. And he sort of just described the state of being curious as... um, as if someone would, as, as how someone would listen to music or understand art or appreciate science, you know, in, in order to see the beauty in the world and the infinite wisdom that the world presents to you on a daily basis, curiosity is the key or the, the window through which you get to peer at that. And I just thought that was a beautiful way of putting it and, 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 and certainly makes being curious a critical part of anyone's life that wants to fully experience themselves in, in the world. Next, it was uh, Dana Humphrey. And uh, she, she, you, um, you know, she's life coach, um, just a, a super cool person. And she made it a point, um, sort of like DJ Doran, not only to love yourself, but to remind yourself on a regular basis, and this is really important for me, that you are worthy. And that curiosity Requ- uh, was a state of supporting that because in order to be curious, you had to be brave because as Dana suggested, and I thought this was super cool, that curiosity is a feeling that manifests in doing. And so there was an action step that associated with curious to learn, to move forward into the unknown which brings with it some fear and discomfort. In order to do that, you have to be brave and to help you find the courage to move through curiosity. You do that by believing in yourself and understanding that you are worthy. I just thought that was, uh, that is a beautiful sentiment and I couldn't agree more. And I think, um, it's pretty magical. And then uh, next up was Dan Fail with the funny last name who talked about failing forward. And actually, some of his take-home messages are related to that. Um, One of the things uh, I got from Dan was not being afraid of living in what he called the what-if. Not being afraid of failure, which is just so funny that his last name is Fail, and that we should actually embrace this idea of of failing forward. And that... uh, Curiosity enabled us to be in a state of flow. And in order to enter a state of flow, we had to initiate that by being curious about something, about asking a question. Um, and that, you know, he, he, he thought that, 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 that it, curiosity takes place in, in, in an open mind 
that you might actually be a little bit bored. So sort of disagreeing with what um, David McCraney said, that a relaxed, open mind had some space for boredom, which opens the door to curiosity. That maybe curiosity wasn't a, wasn't um, a, an orchestrated movement, but rather a state of mind that we can operate from. And, and if I can read this, um, as you can tell, I have a lot of notes. One of the things that Dan said that had to be something that he's said before was that, you know, you have to, if you have, you have to have passion and passion means that you are willing to try and that if you're willing to try, then you have to be willing to fail. And then if you're willing to fail, that means you're willing to learn. And by being willing to learn, you open the door to success. And I just thought that was pretty cool. So if you have some sort of passion, you have the willingness to try. Trying means you might fail. Being uh, open to failure means you're open to learning. And learning is the pathway to success. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. And, of course, in there is curiosity as well. Another Dan, Dana, Dan, and Dan, Dan Tassone, uh the pharmacist from Richmond, Virginia, he talked about um, the, sort of the last story he told was about empathy and about relating to people who thought differently about COVID and particularly mask wearing as someone in the healthcare industry uh, and sort of making peace with this. And he talked about... Uh, uh, being curious about people is what enabled him to not be angry at the people in the world who may not believe the way that he does and f- enabled him to, not, as he talked about, not get punched, to have relationships with the people. So his example was, you know, being curious enough to want to understand a person led him to empathy which led him to solve a problem. So, so many different results from a curious mindset. Whereas if he had no curiosity about why these people would act like they did, his work life would have been just terrible because it it would have been about him butting heads uh, about wearing masks with people who didn't uh, want to wear masks. And so um, curiosity helps you with empathy. I think would sort of be the take-home message there. And then number eight was Bernard uh, Kutzler, the guy who spent three and a half years trying to figure out um, the the classic Cartesian question of, uh, you know, do I exist? Who am I? What is consciousness? And um, the the take-home message from Bernard that I thought was so cool was his chicken, the idea that we're all part of the program, Uh, or that we all are taught a program and that some of us usually in adulthood question this program and have to disassemble it in order to make peace with our lives. Similarly, Don Miguel Ruiz, the author of The Four Agreements, talks about this as the process of domestication. So as as young people, we we become domesticated. We um, learn the rules of the program and uh, we live the rest of our lives like this unless we happen to ask questions or doubt the program or wonder how it all came to be. And if you're listening to this, you were one of those people. And what Bernard said about curiosity was super cool because I never thought about this, but he believes, and you have to believe some of his results. I mean, somebody who isolated themselves literally from the world for three and a half years, that sort of knowledge and wisdom um, uh, seems pretty legit. And his um, conclusion was that we are all born with what he calls a ravenous 
curiosity. And that is the, you know, as much a key to living as a hunger for food and water. And I thought that was pretty awesome. And, and of course, he talks about, unfortunately, how the program and the process of becoming an adult, that curiosity, that, that, that sense of need, like I talked about, the urge to, to know is sort of worked out of our systems by society and families and jobs and sort of the status quo. Whereas um, you would think, and this is sort of my, you know, direct part of the direction from episode 50 on, you would think that something that is such a strong part of a human innately, it ought to be something that we encourage and not discourage, or at least not discourage. So curiosity, I think, I think is more important than we have traditionally treated it. Uh, it's not just this cute little thing that um, we do sometimes uh, when we learn or as a, as one of many motivations to learning. It's a, it's a real human need uh, that should be nurtured. Marcus Himmela was in my last interview, most recently curiosity interviews number nine and uh, he, with the big take-home message for me with Marcus, and I've recently done an interview on his, his podcast, Discover Ignite, was that you really have to learn to not consider what other people think about you. And that, um, so not, not to worry about other people's opinions. And he really does seem to not give a shit uh, about those things. But not not in that way, but in a way that he has considered that their opinions matter, but they're simply not going to affect him and to prioritize your connectedness to your own curiosity and passion and love and belief and health as a priority and to not let anyone interfere with that. I think that's huge, especially since Marcus has come to that conclusion in a very unselfish way if that makes sense. And you should check out our interview if you want to hear more about that, um, which probably is out by the time this episode comes out on Discover Ignite. Uh, and so a couple of notes I made about what Marcus said are um, you have to push past the naysayers to, in order to pursue curiosity so that the path, the curious path may be wrought with people like Bernard discussed that may not want you to be curious or who may have negative things to say about your curiosity or who may disagree with the exploration that you want to make. And the tenant number one is to screw them. <laughs> your, your curiosity is important because it's a fundamental human need and that for anyone to say anything negative about that is something that you don't need to consider. That's a lot. And that was a, a wonderful experience. And I really enjoy meeting people that way. And uh, the next episode on Knowledge Plus Experience Equal Wisdom will be episode 50. And I haven't fully developed the plan, but I have from right now in real time, I have about three weeks before I will record that. And I hope that you stay tuned. Um, and I'm pretty excited to share with you the steps that I will be taking in the future. One more step along the funnel. I think I, I think with your help and with 
over a little over a year and 50 regular episodes and 10 interview episodes. I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about what the topics that I needed to get out. Now that they're out there, um, I'm going to sort of look at them and uh, come up with a plan to go into the future. And I really, this time, it's really important that you participate. And so I'll tell you all about that next week. Chris Bercher, this has been Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom, Curiosity, Interview Series 10 and the finale. I'll see you next time for episode 50. Thanks, guys.